Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back, and we are going to have a really fun uh, show for you guys today. Not a series. This is a standalone show, and it's all about what to post on social media. Now, this is a very interesting topic for us to present to all of you guys because we have been a, a huge advocate of making sure you're being a proactive lead generator and not a passive lead generator. And what does that mean? You're actually not waiting around for people to call you. You're calling them and effectively you're going after the business, not waiting for the business to come after you. And I know there's a lot of people out there that have been teaching agents for like the last 15 years that you can do it the opposite direction where you're going to essentially be a passive lead generator and then somehow you're going to create enough leads passively that, you know, the business will come beating itself, beating a, you know, a path to your doorstep. Well, effectively, that's not true because uh, the problem is, is that it takes too long. It's not uh, you can't count on it. You can't do a million YouTube videos or a bunch of posts on it doesn't matter what the platform is and really reliably know how many leads you're going to get from it. it. just doesn't work that way. And that's the reason that we always advocate, advocate and teach you guys in our coaching program to be proactive lead generators first. And then once you've gotten your proactive lead generation down to an art and a science, which we teach you primarily, again, that's our primary focus, especially on the listing side of things, then we want you to supplement, reinforce with passive uh, lead generation, and that includes social media. That's right. So just to be clear, this is in addition to being proactive, not instead of. Right. So because for those, you're going to be tempted. So I know. Well, let's be honest. The social media stuff's a hell of a lot more fun than sure. some of the other things that agents have to it do. It absolutely is. And that's why this is a cautionary tale in addition to not instead of. So what do you post on social media? But let's do give them a, let's really drill down. Okay. Social media, there's a difference between working and not working, right? Can we agree to that? And how do you know if what you're doing is work? It's because you're doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Social media, by definition, is going to be a lot more fun and enjoyable. It's social. It's social after all, right? <laughs> so how do you know whether you're going to get results? It's if you're putting yourself, you know, how do you know if it's passive or, pro, or, or uh, proactively generation? If you're putting yourself in a position where you can hear the word no, that's a litmus test as to whether or not you're doing your job. And one of the things we teach all of our top tier coaching clients to really focus on is if they're not putting themselves in, uh, in the position to hear the word no at least five times from a prospective seller every single day, they haven't worked that particular day. And I want you to think about that. So if you're not putting yourself in a position to hear the word no from a prospective seller at least five times every single day, you did not work that day. Now, again, some of you are hearing what I said and you're absolutely 100% beside yourself with revulsion that I'd even suggest you <laughs> yeah. ever are putting yourself in a position to be rejected. Well, that's called doing your job. That's the doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's the reason you need skills. And by the way, I realize that a vast majority of agents out there have never learned the skills to know how to even put themselves in the position to even have the courage to you know, hear the word no at least five times a day because you guys have been spending too much time on 
on the passively generation. How's that working out now that the market's changed? Julie and I have never changed our message in the 20 years we've been doing this, and we never will change our message because we've seen what happens to agents, to teams, to brokerages that spend too much time on the passively generating thinking that that somehow is going to make ends meet. What happens ultimately is they spend all of their money, they have no profit, and they go out of business, and they suffer silently because they should have learned how to be proactively generators. So just to really drill down on this, the anything passive, social being the big, you know, biggest passive thing there ever was, but anything passive is going to supplement, not replace, proactively generation. Be very clear in your heads about that. So let's talk specifically today about what you're going to post on social media. Yes, what realtors should post on social media that will actually bring you quality buyer and seller leads. Again, in addition to, not instead of, we're talking primarily about realtor posts on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, we talk a lot about what not to post, anything political, overly opinionated, anything negative. So now we're going to talk instead about what you should post. Now, here's the premise. Remember that more than 87% of realtor choices to buy or sell with you are made based on who the prospect already knows or as the result of a referral from a trusted friend or advisor. Your job is to be the agent that they already know. So that leads us to a question when you're getting ready to post. Go now, ahead. knowing them means they've done business with them. Here's, here's the whole study. And again, I'm going to have to do my best to remember the numbers. It's really important once you understand this. You won't be able to ever rationalize uh, having a you know primarily a, a, a business based on passively generated. Here it is. Right. So here's the scenario: you have to hire a vet to do a non you know it's a procedure on your your dog, and you love your dog, and this procedure has to happen. We're not gonna you know you can decide in your head what that procedure is, but it has to happen. You have to do the procedure. You have to choose a vet. So let's say uh, and there's three filters you run through in your head and everyone thinks exactly like this when they're choosing a vet or they're choosing a roofer or they're choosing a real estate coach or they're choosing it doesn't matter what they are going to run and you're going to run through these three different sort of filters of asking yourself questions the first question is is do i know a vet that i've used in the past that i actually trust do i know somebody that i've used in the past that could do this procedure that i actually know can get the job done and if you do you're going to use that vet again you're going to know, you're going to lean into whoever, obvious, Decision right? made. I don't have, yeah. exactly. Not a lot of thinking needing uh, to go on there. Number two, if you, let's say you just moved to a new town and you don't know a vet and the dog needs this procedure, you don't know anybody, uh, you have some friends, you have some neighbors, you know some, you're getting to know people in the community. Well, what are you then going to do? You're going to ask somebody that you've befriended, that you trust or you're learning to trust, right? Who they would refer uh, as you know, for a vet, they maybe if somebody has a similar dog, has a similar age, and you met him when you're walking the dog, and you said, I got this dog, he's got this problem, who's the vet you would suggest? And then they're going to suggest, well, use this vet, don't use this vet, right? This vet over here, you know, he's a little bit this way or that way, and this, but this one over here is the one you want to use. You guys got it? Now, if you don't know a vet, if you don't find, if you don't have any friends or people you trust, a trusted referral from a friend or an advisor who knows of that, then and only then are you going to respond to advertising. Okay? Which is a micro percentage of the time because most of the time you already know somebody. And if you don't, your friends or your family or your neighbors will refer you to somebody. It's only after those two possibilities. And th these things always add up to about 93% of the time. Exactly. And Julie and I have seen this study done a bunch of different ways. You can Google this yourself. And the real bottom line is what Julie just said. 
something it's less than 10% always, but sometimes it's less than 5% of everyone decides who they're going to hire specifically for, you know, the job of writing a service. And Julie and I are always focused on, you know, in terms of how people find the real estate agents, it's less than 10% of the time are people going to uh, respond to any kind of advertising. Social media is advertising. Be very clear in your head. So you have to, and by the way, being on social media and someone follows you does not put you in one of those first buckets or the second bucket. You are not somebody they've used in the past just because they know you on Instagram. It's not the same. And you're not a trusted friend or advisor just because they know you on Instagram. It's not the same. It's just, you're just advertising. So be really clear in your head. And then when you are really clear in your head, you'll be uh, far less easily seduced by people trying to sell you the idea that any form of advertising will ever replace actually being in one of those first two categories. That's right. So ask yourself what you're trying to accomplish with your posts on social. There are three specific goals to accomplish with those posts. Number one, Realtor Social Media should establish you as the go-to source for all things real estate in your market. This includes things like highlighting your active listings, your coming soon listings, where allowed. Some places have outlawed that, of course. Your recent sales, what your buyers are looking for, client testimonials, and you know it could be a new subdivision that's being built. You are the go-to person. Maybe you talk about what's happening with mortgage rates, but you're going to stay in that wheelhouse. Now, it is good if to also include personal stuff. So one of the, our, we have, again, Julie and I have, thousands of coaching clients over the years and since the advent of social media about 15 years ago the ones that use it the most effectively are the ones that are doing primarily what julie just said and then maybe 10 percent of the time they're sprinkling in personal stuff and it's always interesting it's you know you'll do a great video of a house and he'll have a whole bunch of reinforcing you know marketing and advertising on social that's reinforcing you as a fantastic real estate agent but then you'll put up one picture of you and that dog you know, we were talking about, and you're going to get a hell of a lot more attention on the dog picture, uh, but you have earned the right to uh, essentially talk about your personal life with people as you're establishing yourself, as you're reinforcing the idea that you're somebody that they can trust on social. Now, I'm going to talk about something that's not on Julie's uh, notes. I just scanned. Okay. So here's something you guys can use, for example, for expired listings. And I want you to think about what I'm about to describe to you. And again, the way to use social media, obviously, is you can take the list of your centers of influence and past clients. You can take the list of your uh, neighbors, your, you know, anyone you are essentially going to try to form a relationship with or have a relationship with. Remember, your goal is to be in one of those first two buckets. And remember, we said social media and all forms of marketing and advertising is there to reinforce the uh, proactive lead generation. So what you're going to do, for example, Instagram and Facebook are the same thing, is you can actually start a campaign, for example, on Facebook and then thus Instagram, where you're going to start exposing the people that you're trying to form relationships with uh, to your social media directly. You're paying to have it exposed to those people. Now, if you don't have a big, long list of people, it's not that expensive to do this. Now, I'm going to give you guys even a more interesting idea. Um, we have some agents who are doing incredibly well with expired listings. And what they're doing is they're taking the Red X data. And by the way, if you guys aren't using Red X, it's absolutely the go-to source for all things expired. Just text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. Text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. And every single morning, they will have already done the research and all the new expireds with all the property information, all the phone numbers you need, and you just proactively lead generate to those folks and you'll find yourself all of a sudden taking lots and lots of expired listings. But one of the things you can also do is start with the older expireds, you can start um, 
directly marketing to those expired sellers on social media. And the, ma the marketing campaign you'd hypothetically do would be the fact that you are 100% locked in the best agent at listing list or essentially selling listings that didn't previously sell. And one of the great marketing uh, lines that you can use that is sometimes the best homes don't sell and not for the, or sometimes the best homes don't sell and not the first time and not for the reasons you think. Thank you. So Julie, remember the second part. So you can start doing campaigns specifically to the older expires in your marketplace. And then you're going to be directly proactively contacting them. And then you're going to be passively reinforce, reinforcing the, uh, you know, proactively generation when you're making contact with them. When Julie and I were selling real estate, there was a couple markets where we did a lot of direct mail postcards. And we've had some other coaching clients have built, you know, I'm thinking of Michael and Robin Gordon, you know, mainline Philadelphia, just one of the most successful agent teams uh, in the world. We coached them forever. And anyway, so they had a postcard campaign that they still do to this day. And the reason that they've done it is it, their business primarily comes from their, so, their, I'm sorry, their actual social network, the people that know them or that they, they know from their, the fact that they're from this community. But the postcards, especially since most of their postcards are marketing the fact that they just sold a listing, reinforces the uh, proactive lead generation. So the passive stuff reinforces the proactive. That's how you use marketing and advertising. That's right. So you kind of are weaving all of these things together, but keeping it in the wheelhouse of real estate. And then when you're doing something a little bit more personal, like you and your dog, still keeping it appropriate and just, you know, giving yourself a little bit of humanity, right? So point number two, what should you ask yourself, you know, in terms of what are you trying to accomplish? Point number two, real estate agent posts should connect you with your center of influence. Tim was just talking about this more closely to you and engage them in conversation. Now, this can range from inviting your sphere to an upcoming open house that you're hosting, interesting housing news, acknowledging their successes, and being a great resource of information relating to real estate. It shouldn't always be all about you. Comment and congratulate them on their successes as well. That's right. That's a fantastic idea. But again, just to make sure you're uh, pulling all these thoughts together, none of this passive stuff ever replaces your voice-to-voice, belly-to-belly, face-to-face communication with a prospective seller. Your unfair advantage in life right now is doing the proactive face-to-face, belly-to-belly, voice-to-voice, mm -hmm. direct proactive uh, lead generation because 99.9% .9 of your competitors don't know how to and will never learn because they're never going to put themselves in a position where they could feel any sense of, rem even the remotest sense of possibly being rejected, right? You're probably feeling like that now, but I'll give you a little secret. Once you develop the skills, once you know what to say and how to say it, you're very rarely going to experience any true rejection because you are, you, the conversations you're having with the sellers, they're always following the same exact pattern. You say this, they say this, they say that. It's almost to the point when you get really, really good at being a proactive lead generator that you know what the seller is going to say like, you know, three minutes before they even say it because they always say the same thing in the same order. It's like you're following essentially a script, but so are they. And that's the thing that's kind of magical yeah. about real estate sales is you know exactly pretty much every single seller is going to follow the same exact pattern provided you are taking an organized approach to actually being a professional real estate uh, agent. Exactly. So point number three, realtor video posts should increase your presence online. So when people search about real estate in your town, you're more likely to pop up as the agent they're looking for. You'll have a professional image when somebody is comparing you to the other agents that they may be considering. 
quote, top 10 reasons to move to Boise or most popular neighborhoods in Austin or condos with the best amenities in Portland are all real estate specific topics that can give you a great placement in a YouTube, which is Google search. So keep it topical and keep it to your town. Don't be overly broad because maybe I'm looking at, you know, I'm comparing Boise to Portland and I'm going to look up, you know, why should I move to Boise versus why should I move to Portland? You could be somebody that can speak to that. But let's drill down on that. So I want you guys to go to YouTube, for example, and YouTube is uh, the second largest search engine after Google. And then uh, as if you are a consumer moving to, or, you know, maybe you're in that town, but you're looking for a property for sale or you're looking for a listing agent. Go and do actual research as a prospective seller in using YouTube search uh, bar, right? And then start dropping in keywords and see what videos come up first, but also look to see the number of views that they have. Now, when you find, and you will find, that there's going to be uh, a few agents who have dominated particular keywords, here's all you've got to do. Ready? This is very complicated. and It's a 14,000-step process. It's called copy them. That's what you have to do. Okay, copy what they did. Yeah. Now, here's how easy it is to copy what they did. Uh, when you look in, uh, I can't really describe in words exactly how simple this is, but in every single YouTube video on YouTube, there's three little dots. Uh, I think it's by the title of the actual video. You click on it and the, uh, then you see the third option is transcribe video. You mm -hmm. can get a full transcription of what that video is. The full everything that they said, all the, you know, hums and the ums and the, all the points. Then what you do is you take that video, you cut and paste the notes, and then you drop it into chat GPT. And then you tell, ask chat GPT uh, to write a video, uh, a, a like script, outline. a script for a YouTube video using these notes. And maybe you want to put in some more detail and then say like, include, you know, Tim and Julie Harris, no, whatever, whatever, right? Include your name, whatever you want to add in addition to the transcription. And then what it's going to do is you have to, by the way, uh, you have to tell it how long you want it to be, but you don't, I mean, maybe you just want a bunch of bullets. That's what it's going to turn out. Then it'll write probably 10 points for you, or it's going to like 15 points. And if you want more details, you say with detail, uh, talk, uh, you know, write it as if, I'm a reloc I'm moving to Boise, Idaho from, you know, wherever and I've got a family and I want to live in this particular area. You give it lots of detail. And then what it's going to do, it's going to go and actually write an outline for you for your own YouTube version video version of whatever that video is. And you can do the same thing with the title of that video. So the video that say for example is number 1 under relocation to Austin, Texas. You can then, whatever the title is, drop that into ChatGPT and tell it to or ask it. You always say please and thank you, by the way. <laughs> Just in case. Right. And uh, yeah, and then ask it to write maybe five versions of that subject line or that, um, that title, and then it'll do it. And I'll give you guys some little advanced coaching here. You can actually tell ChatGPT to write it so that it's optimized for YouTube SEO. How about that? You can act, so what it's going to do, it's going to write something that frankly, when you read it, sounds a little clunky, but then take that description. So um, I'm getting ahead of myself. So you're going to ask it to write a title that's optimized for YouTube SEO. And then you're going to write, ask it to write a podcast or a video description using YouTube SEO best practices. Remember, this is all based on the notes that you just had to create. And then it's going to do all the work for you. Not only do you not have to create an outline, but you don't have to create a title and you don't have to create a podcast description. Matter of fact, podcast descriptions are uh, that we use now are almost exclusively written by ChatGPT. 
I give it some, just exactly what I said, uh, just suggested you guys do, we're doing as well, and it's saving me so much time. What used to take, Julie writes the notes and then I come up with all the other stuff, what used to take me maybe two or three hours, and I hated doing it, frankly, I can now get it done. I timed myself uh, for all the pods this week, it probably took me about 15 minutes. For free. Yeah, for free. A free copy editor, basically. 100%. But yeah. not only that, it's written so that the search is going, it's going to come up much higher when someone does a search for whatever the keywords are associated with, say, today's uh, video and the, today's podcast. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to help you guys understand is, first of all, the social stuff to do it right is not uh, easy in the sense that you can just start you know, making a bunch of content and then magically expect anybody to see it. It does take a lot of, frankly, skill, and it does take a lot of constant focus on making it so that your stuff actually works. And then, even after you've got it perfect, who's to say that the platforms don't change all the rules tomorrow? And they do all the time. You know, I mean, it happens all the time. But won't ChatGPT know that kind of thing? Or uh, no? Y- no, not necessarily. Not yet. Not necessarily, yeah. But so you can, there's an old saying, and it's in our book, it's don't build a, a mansion on land you don't own. And again, this goes back to the reason that we're always going to uh, steer you guys to focus on proactive lead generation opposed to passive. We always go back to that because it's super important that you're very clear on that uh, about that in your head. You could create a whole bunch of social media content, a ton of it. And some of you on, for example, TikTok have done just that. What happens if the rug gets pulled out underneath TikTok, which probably is going to happen, especially during this election cycle, and then all of a sudden TikTok's banned in the United States? And all the agents that have created all, and there's been so many other examples where this exact, uh, essentially, scenario is played out. Businesses, not just real estate folks, but entire industries and businesses and really viable businesses have been just eviscerated because of the fact that something changed in Google or YouTube or whatever, whatever. This is, you know, think about what I said. Do not build your mansion on land you do not own because eventually the landowner might decide to, you know, basically take the land back and then, and so they're going to get your mansion as well because it's not like you can move it. You guys conceptually understand where we're getting at here? This goes back to the fact that you have to be a proactive lead generator first. This stuff is worth doing, the social media in particular, passive lead generation in particular, is worth doing provided you're doing the proactive because then the passive reinforces the proactive. That right there, when you do it well, is an absolute kick-ass juggernaut. Yes, and speaking of being proactive, let's say that you just did cut that video with the assistance of ChatGPT, and maybe that was relocating to Seattle, for example. So always have, this is your bonus point, always have a call to action that's known as a CTA at the end of each video, but keep it very clear. For example, to find out what your home is worth in today's market, call or text me at your phone number, or for information on all homes currently available in the your desired neighborhood of Seattle, you know, maybe name the neighborhood name, uh, that meet your criteria, call or text me at your phone number. You're actually asking for what you want. You're being more proactive. Otherwise, you just did, you know, a nice looking video that's kind of like a public service announcement. You got to ask for what you want. Yes. And the nice thing about all the social media stuff in particular is definitely becoming more ubiquitous because of guess what, AI. So doing all this stuff is going to become easier. And frankly, you're going to have to know a hell of a lot less. Which removes all of your excuses. Well, it does. But I'll tell you what I really love about it. It makes it so it's going to be super easy to delegate. Yes, that that's too. That's the main thing is you're going to be able to essentially delegate, guess what, the creation of all your social media to AI. And then AI will be able to create voice simulations using your own voice. You'll have one-to-one uh, videos using your, guess what, actual face on videos. Mm-hmm. All this is going to start to materialize. I'd be shocked if there weren't agents creating unbelievably good videos passively using AI. 
And, you know, again, I love to ramble on about AI because I just think it's incredible. It's, we haven't experienced, there's very few things in our lifetimes, any of us, that will experience that's going to be as, um, you know, monumental as AI. There just isn't, especially how fast it's progressing. But just stay tuned to this podcast, guys, because we're always going to keep you ahead of everything. And we're always going to keep you focused on the things that are actually going to keep you in a position of being of service to other people and helping you make money. We're not going to sh chase shiny objects. We're not going to tell you there's secrets to real estate or life in general. We're not going to lie to you. We're going to tell you the truth, which is at the end of the day, if you want ever increasing levels of success, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Now, speaking of which, um, <laughs> our social media... We have been creating more uh, personal content on our Instagram page, specifically about Julie and I at the gym. Why? Uh, it's not that, you know, for any narcissism reasons, I don't think. I mean, that's how I feel. No, definitely it, not. The reason <laughs> is, is because you guys are seemingly appreciating the facts that uh, the fact that Julie and I are doing what we don't want to do and we don't want to do it at the highest level. And we're not making secrets of it. Um, essentially, you know, when you look at the Instagram post, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about in videos. But what I'm trying to share with you is by doing that, we're helping, and I appreciate this, a lot of you are saying, well, I've decided I'm going to lose weight or I've decided I'm going to go back to the gym myself. You're in, and one of the magical things is some of you have been messaging us on Instagram um, and also on YouTube too. And you're telling us how you're now combining knowing how to or learning how to or mastering the art and science of being a proactively generator with working out. And I've received quite a few posts mm -hmm. in the last month. It's called habit stacking basically. But when you operate like that, when you're doing, when you're trying to improve in multiple categories um, in your life at the same time, you will find you actually have more energy, more focus, and you actually progress faster. Julie, what's the scientific reason for that? We studied that before for another podcast. You well, I, I mean, I don't know the scientific label for it, but it is a proven fact that when you, and I have read, a, I think I read once in Scientific American or something or Psychology Today about when you activate, there's a part of your brain that's in charge of disciplines. So when you go to the gym, we already went to the gym this morning. We already did kettlebell hell, as I lovingly yeah, call 100%. it, right? Okay, so let's say that that's all of you guys, and you did whatever your version is. Maybe it's Orange Theory, whatever you do. But you did it, even though you didn't want to do it, even though you suffered during that time, you did it. When you've done that, it makes it really hard for you to not have the discipline on all of the other things in your life, your nutrition uh, you know, obviously your health, your proactive lead generation, because there's something internal that gets activated. You are, you know, the woo-woo version would be you're out of integrity because you've already had this habit of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You worked out this morning. Now, when you're starting to dodge your proactive, you know, lead generation or even your lead follow-up, you can't do it. It's so much harder. And I have, you know, we've had so many hundreds of coaching clients, thousands of premier coaching clients. I can tell you that the ones that are disciplined with their health and nutrition are easier to coach. They're more successful faster. They know what you're talking about when you say do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's why it's called work and not vacation. They get that. So I don't know scientifically what's going on there, but there is some proof that shows once you have uh, activated a discipline, you can then stack that discipline or that habit on top. Well, I mean, we're moving, and it's easier. We're moving off topic, but still, uh, this is worth talking about because the fact that you guys seem to appreciate it. It is interesting as well, Julie, a lot of the personal coaching clients that you took on this year mm -hmm. uh, were wanting to 
uh, do, again, learn how to build their business to the next level because of this market. And a lot of them are really focusing on their health, too. Yes, absolutely. We know because they send us pictures of they're on their walk, they're bicycling, they're doing what they do, and they show that they're listening to this podcast. You know, there's a picture of their phone in their hand, which we love. Uh, so yeah, it does make a huge difference, but it really helps to also be involved in premier coaching so that you're not alone. Why would you try and have all that discipline all by yourself? Why wouldn't you want to be around like-minded people and coaches? So all you have to do is text the word premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R to 47372, or I think they can also go to premiercoaching.com. That's right. And you guys can join now, um, and it doesn't cost you anything to join, and you do receive a month's worth of daily semi-private coaching calls and a lot of other really drilled down information you need in this market. So I think we made it very clear what our stance is on any form of marketing and advertising. Social media is marketing and advertising. And hopefully all of you guys are now going to feel, I think you're intuitively, you knew what we just said was true. A lot of you have always felt this way and you were looking for someone to, I think, validate what your intuitive angst was about a lot of the social media stuff. And we just have. So the bottom line is, it will never, ever, 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 ever replace actual honest-to-God communication. The more people go digital, more people go AI, more people lead into things that are passive, the more powerful those of us who know how to have meaningful conversations, especially meaningful sales conversations, conversations that are leading a seller to make the decision to want to do business with you, the more folks that know how to do that, I mean, you know, it's you're not going to have any competitors is what I'm saying. The better you get at that skill set, and frankly, there's a whole generation of agents that are never learning it because they're giving, they're being fed the wrong information. Oh, that's the old way of doing business. Really? Is that really how it is, the old way? Or is it that you never actually learned how to do it, so you just saw, say it's the old way to try to validate the passive way that you're... I mean, you guys, really, <laughs> trust your instincts about all of this and go back to the facts. Go back to... Sorry for uh, facting with you today, but go back to the statistics of how someone goes about choosing a vet or a roofer. And really think about that. You operate the same way. I mean, you're not just whipping out the Instagram looking for a, a roofer, are you? You're using a roofer you've used before. You're asking a trusted friend or advisor. And then maybe, just maybe, I mean, Julie, I have a refrigerator that needs work. And uh, I'm, there are lots of ads on lots of different places for repair people. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't use any of them. Well, we where asked, did we start? Who do we know? Well, who do we know? And well, guess what? Julie knew somebody. And that's who we're going to use again. Uh, not brain surgery here, guys. So the key is, is to be in the one of those first two buckets. Stop spending all of your time and certainly your money trying to appeal to the minority of people out there. That just, it doesn't make sense. When you look at the facts and you realize that most people are making decisions who they're going to hire to be their real estate professional based on who they know or a referral from a trusted friend or advisor, then you're going to basically understand why the marketing, the advertising, the social media is so uh, ineffective by comparison to having direct conversations. And when Julie and I have a, a new coaching client that comes to us, and by the way, Julie did tell me this morning that she's interested in taking on, what you say, how many? Maybe three to five tops. So if you're interested in being personally coached by Julie, she said three to five. She said three to me this morning, so maybe it's five. Um, yes, do listen or do just text me directly at 512-758-0206 and do text me some information on your background. But if you're interested in being coached by who many have said is the best real estate coach in the nation, Julie Harris, 
text me directly, 512-758-0206. And then what's going to happen is after we have a little brief basic pre-qualification conversation, then you're going to talk with Julie and she's going to decide if she wants to coach you and you're going to decide whether you want to be coached by her. Very simple. So do that if you're interested in taking your business to the next level, 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.